Grab yourself a Bailey's and hot chocolate and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. for Jeremiah Crandall over coffee and eggs, or something he'll need to pay attention to on the deadline. So, do you think that Marilyn committed suicide? Maybe it was the coffee that did her in. Hey, I heard that. Scorned lover? Distinct possibility. You know, Betty, you could illuminate us a trifle. Are you kidding? Every morning you buzzards come for breakfast solving the case of Cafe Maryland's. If I tell you the answer, you might never return. It's one of her middle names. One? Why do you think that? Her middle initials are M, L, and E. You think she has three middle names? That's what appears on her driver's license. Isn't that abuse of police privilege? Police chief's privilege. Ah. Actually, Betty's parents had a peculiar sense of humor. Really? Her initials make her middle name. Whose middle name? Ah, I see. See what? Marcus Darrell, police chief of Douglas and Garifraxa County. May I introduce my niece from the big city, Marianne Smits? Joyce's kid? Pleased to meet you, sir. Uncle Jeremiah has Just spoken... Jeremiah will do fine, Marianne. I've never been one for titles, even familial ones. Pleasure's all mine, Miss Smits. Marion, please. Marion, very well. Sit down and have some breakfast with us. No, my mother made it very clear. If I'm going to be pestering my uncle with all this funeral business, I am to stay out of his routines. I'm that fragile? Apparently. She said they ground you. <laughs> they do indeed. Have you moved in yet? No, I came here first to see you. Of course, you'll need keys. I'll just... No need to get up. I can find my own way around. Nice to meet you, Mr. Darrell. Chief Darrell, or just Marcus, if you prefer. Yes, sir. See you at home, Uncle. I'll be there soon. One more thing. What was that about a middle name? 
Your uncle noted that the initials M, L, and E spell Emily. Oh. Lots of time between funerals, I guess. <laughs> Some days. See you later. She's a cutie. How old is she? Now, Marcus, none of your rapscallion ways with my niece. She's just out of university. I think she's 25 now, maybe 24. Ah, uh, you you were like that once. No, never like that. Do you uh, regret not having children? No. I always thought Ella would... You've always taken to confirm bachelorhood a little too eagerly. Family can be problematic. Agreed. Joyce isn't happy Marion decided against working in a merg. Well, thank goodness I only have one sibling to watch out for. Peter in trouble again? Perennially. He likes the dogs far too much. Chief. What is it, Cliff? Constable Akeley. Mr. Crandall, sorry to interrupt your breakfast, sir, but we've got something that needs your attention. Speak candidly in front of Mr. Crandall, Cliff. He's a veritable hub of information about our fine community. There's been an accident. A jumper near the tracks at Shelburne's Pass. Betty? I got it. Thank you, kind innkeeper. You were planning on clearing the account someday. Soon, police chief? Of course, dear Betty. Tread lightly, Marcus. It's serious when Betty uses official titles. Understood. Although it's only truly dangerous when she includes my full name with the appellation. Coming, Jeremiah? Trying to get me hooked into your world again, Marcus? That twinkle in your eye suggests little baiting is needed, old friend. found him. It was called in by Doris on her way to the depot. Doris Mullen? Doesn't she work night shifts? Apparently this was her last mail run. Looks like it was trauma to the back of the head. No signs of struggle. You recognize him? Never seen him before, sir. Jeremiah? No. I don't know him. Well then, this is what we're going to do. Jeremiah, you've got facilities at the funeral home. Facilities? To do what? An autopsy. I don't do that anymore. We don't have a coroner in Douglas. I could send him to Shelbourne. That option doesn't appeal to me much. I'm retired as a pathologist, Marcus. I know. Call Cliff as soon as it's done. If this is suicide, I don't want someone suggesting otherwise. I'll get started on the paperwork at the station. Sir, what are you doing? It seems only polite to learn this man's name if I'm going to be cutting him open. That's evidence in a potential homicide, sir. Not to worry, Cliff. Everything in his pockets, along with the autopsy, will be put in those handy little plastic bags you police are so fond of. Hmm. What's that? Train ticket. Hmm. 
What's wrong? What? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. Let's get to my parlor. I have a feeling there's a little young lady who's going to be a mite surprised as to our Saturday customer. Let's place him on the table. Sure. Could you get that light switch there? Thanks, Cliff. Well, I'd better be getting back. Not a whole lot of houses out by Shelburne's Pass. Still, someone might have seen something, and I want to check for some identification. Finding nothing on the body was unusual. It could have fallen out of his pocket. Certainly. That sounds plausible. Uncle, I wasn't expecting guests. Jeremiah, please, Marion. This is Constable Akeley. Constable? Ma'am? Marion, please. I had no idea the police force out here had people under the age of 50. I'm afraid it's just me and the chief, ma'am. Uh, Marion? Marion is my niece, Cliff. She'll be staying here for a while. While you... Oh, well, well, that's... that's just grand. I mean, Douglas is a little town. 300 people in the summertime. But we're friendly for the most part. Really? Friendly folk, are you, Constable? And how about this gentleman? Not one of our usual clientele, I'm afraid. I gathered from the blood. Looks like trauma to the occipital lobe, even the lambdoidal suture. Everyone's an expert. What? Never mind. Could you please go back to the stereo and put on track three of Turandot? Turandot? Opera. Oh. More routines. Thank you. Oh, let me. Clifford, if you're going to stay, please pull up a chair or help me cut off the clothes of our mysterious guest. Sorry, Mr. Crandall. I'd, I'd better get back. It was a pleasure meeting you, Constable. You too, Marion. I'll... I'll... I'll see you later. Bye. Marion? Yes, Uncle? Jeremiah? The opera. Oh, of course. Thank you. Found anything? Brand name clothing is nearly as easy to cut through as generic. Hopefully we'll discover more in a moment. Help me with the shirt. Why is there a murder victim on your table? That's what we're trying to assess. Do you want me to get started? What? The cosmetology. Marion, we're not preparing this body for a funeral. Isn't that the job of the police? Yes. You're a cop now? It's complicated. Sounds it. Damn it. What's wrong? There's no sign of struggle. Look at the fractures on the arm here. See? They're clean breaks, like that of a single impact. Scratches around the skin are consistent with rolling on the ground. You were hoping for something different? Well... A spiral pattern fracture would show that his arm was at least being twisted. You sound disappointed. If he was pushed off the train instead of jumping, it would clarify things some. Off a train? What thing? Look at this. What is it? I found it on his body. It's his ticket. So? He'd need one to board, wouldn't he? How many want to kill themselves and buy a train ticket to do it? 
What's he need money for if he's dead? That may be true, but would you buy a return ticket? Crandall's funeral home, how may I help you? Yes, Marcus. No, it still looks like suicide. We can keep the body overnight, but I... Cliff's checking that out right now. Yes, she's right here. Yes, many questions. Exactly. She was vaccinated with a gramophone needle from birth. No, I'll send it all when I'm done. Goodbye. Chief Darrell? Yes, he's anxious to begin spinning a situation. He didn't strike me as the political type. The job of police chief demands it. There's a very ambitious fellow in Shelburne who wants the job, and it is an election year. That's why Marcus didn't send the body there for investigation. What are you doing? Calling our friendly neighborhood policeman. Cliff, it's Jeremiah Crandall. Yes, I know you haven't gotten back to the site yet. Where's the train now? The train the man fell from? All right, meet us there in an hour. Yes, Marion too. Now, let's see what else this man can tell us. I'm really supposed to get back to the station, Mr. Crandall. The chief... Wanted you to bring him all the evidence from the scene, correct? Well, yes, but... Hi again, Constable Akerley. Hi, Marion. I'm sorry, I just... Besides, we brought the evidence you could eat from the body, so that's important, isn't it? Yeah, well... Constable? Yes, Marion? Why are you carrying a plant? Oh, this. Well, it, it's for you. For me? Of course it is. Well, yeah. It's part of our welcome to the neighborhood tradition. You live on our street? Well, no. But I belong to the Douglas's Welcome Wagon Committee, and... This is very sweet of you, Constable. Did you find a wallet? Well, actually, it was almost right on top of the body. I can't believe I missed it in the first place. These flowers are beautiful. Are you part of all the committees in Douglas, Constable? Well, a fair amount. Except the volunteer fire department. Chief says I'm too busy. That doesn't sound right. More likely Marcus doesn't want Cliff hanging around during the volunteer firefighter drinking parties. Chief Darrell also happens to be fire chief Darrell. Very incestuous. Mr. Crandall, what are we looking for? The conductor's anxious to get the train Here going. Here it is. What? Constable. Which part of a train would you most likely jump off to kill yourself? The caboose? Or between the cars? Exactly. However, there's no sign of anything on this caboose. Door's secure. But people move between cars, load and unload. So, those are unlocked. Look at this. What is it? It's a proper handhold on the outside of a train to aid passengers. Do you see this, Clifford? Looks like mud specks. It's blood. Blood? That's right. This is where he fell. He must have cut himself. 212, come in, please. One sec. 212, go ahead, dispatch. Got a report of a possible 30C in your vicinity. Please investigate. 
Say again? I say again, a possible 30C in the vicinity of Dunderland's Lane in Concession 14. Proceed to investigate. Roger that, dispatch. We also got a 1035 for you here. Go ahead. Ran a check on the driver's license to a Mr. Samuel Taylor Brackett. Go ahead, dispatch. Mr. Brackett was apparently a well-known bookie in the Shelburne and Satburg area. Roger that, dispatch. I'll look at the rest of the report when I return. Out. I'm afraid I've got to go. Mr. Brackett is the man at my funeral home. According to the ID, he is. We're done here, Cliff. We'll follow you. I'll handle this, Mr. Crandall. The chief will have my head. You and Mary. If there's trouble, we both have medical training. Let me handle Marcus. It'll be too late for any medic, Mr. Crandall. A 30C is a stabbing death. What have we got here, Cliff? Please, Tom, back to your car. Stay close to home, I might have some more questions. All right, officer. Get some sleep, Tom. You look like hell. Okay, Cliff. Tom Hartman was driving back from the bar when he saw the car on the side of the road, there. He pulled over thinking he could help. And? That's Bill Richards in there with his throat cut. Tom and I knew him. Oh, Cliff, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Mr. Crandall, would you? Absolutely. Let's have a look, shall we? Hmm. What is it? Entry wound came from behind. His attacker cut his throat from the back seat. Couldn't he have cut him outside the car and then put him back in? Too much blood in the front seat, and take a look at the headrest. Slashed. That's right. Whoever it was held the knife pointing down and pulled hard, cutting across the throat from right to left. Angle of the cut is shown in slashing the headrest there, even the seat belt. Knife was on the road, but it's not looking good for prints or DNA. Hmm. How do you know, Bill? He was a bit of a rough customer. Through Tom. Both of them were drinking buddies. Bill was always down on his luck, never could keep a job. Tom took him out a lot. Friendship overlooks a lot of flaws. Thanks, Clifford. Come, Marion. Let's let the constable do his job. But aren't we going to... We've already got one corpse to look after. I don't think there's need for an autopsy here. Bye, Marion. Bye. Something's wrong. What is it? There's a dead man in that car, Marion. I know. I left this all behind. Left what behind? When I came here, to Douglas, I left all that death behind. By starting a funeral home? Marion. Sometimes you can't go back, no matter how much you want to. Back to what? Back to childhood. This town may stay the same, buildings and houses, but people change, Marion. I think that's a good thing. Some things. I just need to stay the same.
You look like hell. Didn't get much sleep last night. I don't know how you sleep at all in that place of yours. Coffee and eggs for you, Jeremiah. Thanks, Betty. Mr. Brackett's family contact you yet? Yes, they'll collect them this morning. Did you find anything? No. It looks for all intents and purposes to be a suicide. Well, that's that. There's been a rash of murders in the Shelburne area with the same M.O. as Bill Richards. I just finished the paperwork. It's textbook. I see. You haven't touched your eggs, Jeremiah. Right. Sorry. Still tired. How's Tom? Still a little shaken up. He'll be okay. We're just going to pretend, are we, Jer? I don't know what to say. Did you think you were going to get away with it? I don't know what you mean. All the signs were there. Have they always been? We see what we want to in life. We grew up together, Marcus. Grow up. Do you know why we're friends? You were the only one I ever knew who had any brains about him, Jeremiah. The only one. You told me your brother liked the dogs too much. How deep was he in with Brackett, the bookie? 5,000? Or was it 10 this time? I'm police chief of a county whose biggest nuisance are kids engaged in cow tipping. So you and Bill met with him, paid Brackett, probably for his books too, but you couldn't ensure he wouldn't leak the story. It's an election year. <laughs> Those eggs are really getting cold. Maybe Brackett blackmailed you by threatening to go to that police chief wannabe from Shelbourne? Either way, Bill's always hard up for money. So you sent him to take care of Brackett on the train. Bill walked him between cars and clubbed him in the back of the head. He didn't count on the fact that blood spatters. There was a trace of blood? Yes. Blood that just doesn't come from a scratch on a suicide victim. Jeremiah, old friend, you're tired. Yes, I'm tired, Marcus. I've been thinking and rethinking. That's the problem. It's all coincidence. There's nothing directly connecting you, even the wallet. Cliff's a little awkward, but he's not incompetent. You really make me out to be some kind of criminal mastermind, Jeremiah? He found the wallet right where you dropped it when we were by the body. Maybe you had it because you had to be sure there wasn't anything incriminating. Barely enough time as it was before breakfast yesterday to find the corpse and pat it down. You couldn't be late for breakfast. You haven't been before. And just once now would be suspicious. Every loose end. After all, it was a long night. Killing Bill, too. Nothing happens in this town without you knowing it, Marcus. One murder I can understand, but two... Bill was one of your volunteer firemen, wasn't he? Half the men in the county are volunteer firefighters. But very few of them are as hard up for cash as Bill. So you're saying I stabbed Bill? Close. You cut his throat. You said it yourself. This looks like the highway slayings in Shelburne. You staged it that way. You sat in the back seat of Bill's car. The very day he came back on the bus from Shelbourne, he thought you were going to pay him. You were just tying up more loose ends. Jeremiah, eat your eggs. Bill's killer was left-handed, Marcus. So's a lot of people, Jeremiah. And that's how you'll get away with it. This time. <laughs> Jeremiah, if I'm that brilliant, who's to say I won't get away with it all the time? Like I always have. Betty, I'd like to settle up. 
I'm afraid this is my last breakfast. I'm sorry to hear about that, Jeremiah. Some things you can't afford. I don't know about you, Jeremiah, but I feel liberated myself. I may have escaped to the past, Marcus, but I haven't forgotten where I came from. And now, now at least I know who I am. Then let the game begin. Jeremiah won't ever be able to come home again. Sometimes a little knowledge can be far too much wisdom. What do you think? Are you still there? Are you still listening? Or is this a deadline? You've just listened to Jeremiah Crandall, Funeral Detective, with performances by Aubrey Fricker, Gary Lines, Matt Gale, Aldea Mulhern, Sheila Newell, and Jake Willett. Jeremiah Crandall was written by Jack J. Ward and directed and produced by Jack J. Ward and Shannon Hilchey. Sound effects and digital landscape by Andrew Dorfman and Shannon Hilchey. Executive post-production by Andrew Dorfman. Theme and incidental music written and composed by Sharon B. This deadline was recorded at the Sonic Temple in Halifax, Nova Scotia, in association with the Center for Arts and Technology. The Deadline Anthology is a Sonic Cinema production. Hi, I'm Billy. And here's Barney. And we're inviting you to Billy and Barney's Booze Hound Bar. Arf, arf. Where we never treat you. Ruff, ruff. And we always raise the roof, roof. And there's always something happening every night, right, Billy? I'm Barney. You said it. Tuesday is ladies' night. All ladies are half price, and we got plenty of ladies in stock for you to choose from. Ask about our over 60 special. Wednesday is drink till you fall down night. The last person standing gets to pay the bar tab. Plus tips. Thursday is topless night, where our one and only waitress, Roxanne, will doff her teeth. For thee. Then we all gather around to read her tattoos. On the right, honk if you love silicone. And on the left, if you can read this, you're too dang close. Friday is free for all night, where for the first 10 minutes, all drinks are free. Every 10 minutes after that, we jack up the price $2. By 10 p.m., you're paying $34 a glass, but you won't care. So come by Billy and Barney's Booze Hound Bar. Look for the neon bassin'. I'm Barney. And he's Billy. Saying thanks for getting tanked with us. This is the Mutual Audio Network.